the way. We wanted men. Jason, how was your New Year's? Uneventful. I uh, just smoked a cigar and uh, went to bed. <laughs> hey, you got a cigar in. I I hung out. We went had Mexican food with a bunch of with family and friends, and was in bed by eleven, and then heard all the fireworks go off at midnight, and we're like, "Happy New Year." I heard the fireworks leading up to midnight, but I didn't hear anything at midnight, so. I mean, it always sounds like a war zone. Oh, my God. Dude, it was crazy war zone today at, at, at our neighborhood. I don't know why. But it was scary. It, was, it was, wasn't bad. I don't know. It was scary. My dog was a little scared, but, you know. Oh. Poor she did puppy. all right. Yeah. She did fine. Poor puppers. Poor puppers. How's, uh, how's your uh, week been? This past week was uneventful, and that's always a good thing. Um, let's see. What did I pick up this week? Oh, I did find Lando, the vintage collection Lando at Target, and I bought one. Mm-hmm. But I got to remember to cancel my Hasbro one, so I got to make a note of that. <laughs> I don't I need never, two peg warmers. You're right. Exactly. I never know how to cancel all my Hasbro prowls, so I just wait patiently for them. And then I did go up to that retro... Was it called Retro Shop? Yeah, I think that's what it is. Up in Canton. And uh, they had a lot of micro machines, a lot of good box stuff. And the, the boxes were in good condition, which is tough to see. Some of them look like minty fresh. Yeah. And I, but I did pick up the gold um, Imperial shuttle with that gold Imperial symbol set that I didn't oh. have. It was 40 bucks, And if I went on eBay, it'd be 40 bucks. So I picked that up. Cool. Is that all you got? And then I deal or no deal, I got more prototype micro machines. <laughs> well, I'm talking about at the shop. No, that's all I got at the shop. Yeah, I yeah, I was pretty that that was a pretty decent run for me. Did that did did you go through the uh, lot of Star Wars stuff that they picked up or you didn't ask? I didn't ask. I just assumed what they had on the table was that lot. No, they had two totes full of like oddball stuff. Oh. They had a um torture chamber and something else. They had a boxed X-wing, but it um, that had been untaped. But I guess it's whole, so old that the tape resealed. But you could shake it, and you knew you, you could tell there was not, not the X-wing was in there. But you weren't you know there was no inserts or anything because you could hear the X-wing rattling around. Yeah. And I didn't want to untape it to look at it because. But I think they would have been all right with me doing that. But I how did know. you know about the totes? Did you ask? Is this all you have? Yes. Uh, Always ask. Hey, you guys got any more stuff? Oh yeah, we got this new lot in, and the next thing you know, they're digging it out for me to dig through. Gotcha. And then as I'm digging through it, I saw the two rump uh, mugs and boxes, and uh, I was like, "How much for these?" And she told me, and I like almost grabbed them and ran out the store. So I was at that point, I was like, "Make a pile. I'll make up for you giving me the wrong price on these." So, what wrong price? 
like too good of a price. I basically paid oh, for price. both of them what I should have paid for one of them, gotcha. especially with them having the box and the hang tag. Well, the Ben Kenobi had the hang tag. The Darth Vader didn't. And the Darth Vader, somebody painted it for some reason. They painted the the, the mouth the mouth and the two pointers on it and then the bottom. Yep. And I have no clue why somebody would have done that. That's weird. Yeah. And I picked up a Frisbee and an unused toothbrush, Ewok toothbrush and a um, watch an LCD LCD watch just because it's a watch. They had a, uh, you know, the Darth Vader lives, the button that they spelled yes. Vader with an A. They had a T-shirt yes. like that, like an old school uh, T-shirt, but it was so worn. Some the kid obviously loved it. But where the hell the hell am I going to display a T-shirt? They have T-shirt frames. Yeah, I guess I could have done that, but have you you've seen my walls? I know you don't have any space. <laughs> it's got to be very cool. I, I should have. Uh, you should frame out a new wall and just put it in the middle of the room. That would be. You could do that right behind the Bill and Ted, but then you would want to put the Bill and Ted stuff there. Yeah, I don't. I've thought about my wife's told talked to me about like hanging stuff from the ceiling, like making yeah. a break right there and hanging it yeah. from the ceiling, but. I don't know. We got big plans if we can ever get around to it. I don't know. We've been talking five to 10 years out. And I don't know. I don't know if it'll happen or not. I guess we'll see if, you know, prices keep going the way they're going. As far as how home prices, we will have it done in a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Home prices are crazy. Yeah. And collecting prices are crazy. Everything's crazy. Nothing's going down. Everything's going up. Right. Even milk is going up. It's like, yeah, geez. yeah, you used to be able to buy it for like a buck fifty at Walmart. Now I think it's gone up to like three bucks. I don't. I, it's been a minute since I paid attention. Yeah, me too. I just uh, buy the milk. Yeah, I did. Uh, I got my Amazon shirt in. Which one did you get? Uh, it's the same one you got with same Boca, one, the book of Yeah, book of Boba. Uh, I did that. I didn't get yelled at, so we'll see what happens. See if she <laughs> even notices. Maybe it's month two that you get in trouble. Yeah, maybe. What else did I pick up? I did uh, Hallmark had the ornaments. Oh, yeah. I did that too. Off. Yep. So you were all excited because um, I got the tree topper and I got the little house that sings. And you were all excited because you got the last Book of Boba Fett ornament. And then when I went to the one in Kennesaw, they had like 30 of them. Of course. <laughs> it was, there were so many. It was like, I should have went to that one because yeah. it's right next door. I just didn't want to deal with Ernest. A bear parkway. Right. I don't blame you. It, it's not bad. It was. Did yeah. they have a lot? Yeah, they had a lot. They had a lot yeah. of stuff. I was surprised that they had that many book of Bobas because when I bought, when I got mine, I normally do the pre-order and it looked like they didn't have any on the shelf when I picked mine up. So maybe they, maybe they ordered way too much or that's a clearing house for, you know, other yeah. stores, but maybe it'll be worth because, it huh? No, Harrison yeah. wanted the Super Nintendo one, and they didn't have that up there. So I'm like, maybe we should have gone to the Kennesaw one. Yeah. And I oh. bought, I bought the bubble. If you want the, uh, if you were looking for the the Darth Vader version this year, Darth Vader, I bought one and I already had it. Oh, okay, I'll buy it off. Of you. Yeah. So. Sure. Yeah, I'll sell it to you for what I got in it. Ten dollars. I was like sure, ten bucks. I'll, I'll for- grab it. But I'll buy the, it for ten bucks. The house is really cool because, well, the number one, the the Death Star, the tree topper, you know, you press the button and it sings. And apparently, they made another round of ornaments that go with it. And the lady was like, "You know, they made more ornaments that storytellers." And I'm like, I, "You got me on the ships. I can't do it again on the on the people." You know, it forty bucks a pop on an ornament just to 
watch it be annoying for 10 minutes. I can't do <laughs> so, and, but the Cut house to really, six months later, I found it. Yeah. I'll be like, I found it from 75% off, but the house is really cool. Cause you hit the button and it does a light show with the, the Imperial thing with the star Wars theme. So is, a it's a bit. house. Yeah. It's a little bitty. It's about that big, about two inches, three inches big. And it looks like a house. Yes. With the death star on it and lights and stuff. You uh, got to, you got to plug it in. It's not battery operated. And then when I, when I got it home, I realized why it's not battery operated. Oh, cause it's got a whole bunch of that at all this year. I'll have to show it to you. What else? Oh, and then I went down to for full circle. It's funny. Cause um, we got accounts down in Noonan for work yeah. and they know, I, they know if I go down to Noonan, I go down going to full circle. Uh, and of course my, my soup, my branch manager's like, you're going to go to the toy shop. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to the toy shop. So they had a, a couple of sealed micro collections. I picked up uh, another, uh, the gantry, the Besman gantry. That's where you got it from. Cool. Yes. Good shape. The box. Yeah. It's in pretty good shape. Um, it is. It, it, it yeah. I can't Can complain. I ask what the going rate is on something like that. I paid a hundred bucks for it, which I thought sealed? was a, yeah, sealed. They're going between anywhere from 100 to 200, depending on which one it is and where you buy it from. That's kind of shocking because I would have assumed vintage something like that would be more than 100 bucks. I would assume three to five. Right. Well, the bigger ones are the the freezing chamber. She had that one. Yeah. It was like 200 bucks. And it had the pop missing, which I couldn't spend 200 bucks on it with the pop missing. Right. Or I could have spent two hundred dollars right then. Maybe in a month I could spend another two hundred dollars or when I'm bound down there next time if it's still there. But I guess we'll see. I guess so. Yeah. You know, gotta save up for everything. A celebration this year. Celebration. Twenty twenty two. Happy New Year. Yeah, my, yeah, happy new year, everybody. Yeah, my wife, I was talking to her about celebration because the Ryan's got us in for a club table for the club. And she's like, if you got a club table, just F and go. Thank you. Yeah, we'll find out what in two months. Okay. Right when everything goes up. Actually, yeah. I'd, I'd probably rather spend the extra money and know that we're going versus, you know, getting an unrefundable plane ticket, which suck if it didn't work out. Yeah, we got to make sure it's transferable. Right. Because you, I think you could transfer it up to a year for some of these people, but then if you want like a refundable one, it's like another hundred bucks. And it's a, it's just a pain in the the tailpipe to try to get a refund from these people. It's, it's aggravating as hell. And I'm just like, maybe it's worth a hundred bucks just to get the transferable ticket. Yeah, or the cancelable one or whatever. But no uh, questions asked. Yeah, and it's funny because I got a friend that goes out to Nam, which is in that same. Uh, complex and he's like oh yeah because we talked about going you're like don't go to lax go to john wayne and he's like dude lax is great i'm like it's 45 minutes away so i fly into lax all the time well you could afford a rental car and 45 minutes and he's like everything's 45 minutes in la that's not my concern my concern is like i don't need a rental car right because you can't park it at the convention center and my hotel is like a 20 minute walk. And I think that's an okay area. Like, I don't think <laughs> I should be concerned or anything like that, but cause it's only like three blocks away. It's just a 20 minute walk. 
Yeah, I think that's not going to be too bad. I don't know. I want to do Disney. If I go, I wanted to go to Disneyland. I that's I you know my yeah. number one, my number two. Probably go to Celebration a day or two, and then a day at Disneyland. But you talk to Narayan, and he's like, "I've got the whole week planned beforehand, and I'm going to go to Disneyland, and I'm going to spend." 12 hours a day at celebration and then another 12 hours, the other 12 hours I'm going to spend the party in at night and I'm not getting any sleep and, 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 and that's uh, yeah. So it's a couple of things. Like, first of all, with Disneyland, I don't know if I can do Disneyland without my wife. Cause we're big Disney. Oh, and uh-huh. neither of us have done Disneyland. Can I really do that? Like go to Disneyland without her. And, and I don't know. That's, that's a discussion for another time. Secondly, I know now that I can't sleep. However, I have to sleep. <laughs> it's the truth, right? You I have, have to, to sleep. sleep. If I don't get my eight hours, I become crabby. I become tired. I become delirious. I lose mm-hmm. my, my brain. Right. But you can't sleep because I almost missed out on micro machines. Had Narayan and Mark not been up that night to see those micro machines, I would have missed out because I went to bed. Right. <sighs> You just got to see, man. I don't, if, if suck it up. Yeah, if it's a room sale, you got to suck it up. But <laughs> I guess I guess the first thing I do when I get to L.A. is to try to find a, a shop and get some sort of energy drink or something or other. I don't know. You'll need Maybe it. get like the Starbucks coffee that gets refrigerated and just pop that at nine o'clock at night and say, okay, let's do this. Right. I don't know, but it is, it, it's a marathon, dude. It is a marathon. <sighs> yeah. So it's celebration and hopefully I can make it hopefully with the pandemic. Maybe it's going to die down. Who knows? But the annual up in New York. Well, when's that? that too. We don't Are know you? yet. Okay. There hasn't been a date. They're playing it by year because of the uh, pandemic. Gotcha. Although I was listening, I'm not a doctor. This is not advice from a doctor. And and I'm going to start this sentence by saying I was listening to a doctor on YouTube. So with that filter in mind, he was pretty optimistic that come summer and fall, things will be less and more like in the past. And this wave will kind of crest and come down. We'll see if that actually happens. But if that plays out that way, then hopefully second half of the year, I'm in New York back in Syracuse for the annual making it happen. Yeah. Say I'm, I've got celebration. There's Cincinnati. There's, right. I want to go back down to Orlando. You're going to New Orleans. I got a New Orleans trip. So I've got Nolans. a, huh? Nolans. Nolans. I got to, I got to really pay attention to my trips this year. I don't think I'll be taking a full week off because there's so many trips I want to take. I'll be like, taking long weekends all year. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah. There was one last goal that I um, forgot about. Uh huh. I said at the beginning of the year and uh, I didn't get around to doing it until what? two days ago so two days left of the year i finally accomplished this one goal which was to add lights around my collection Look. which is great for an audio thing so i'll yeah. have to throw this up on facebook but yeah we <laughs> i added led lights around the action figures behind me to kind of help bring out the um 
because it's kind of in a dark corner so with right. this light here you can kind of see the power of the four stuff and then i have episode three in the other corner and uh i got the ability to change colors and all that fun stuff but the yeah. colors aren't changing right now there you go right. Ooh. probably don't recognize the room anymore because of the red lights right right <laughs> but i'll bump there's yellow so i did some um quick research after i put the lights up and it said that they're led does create some uv light uh -oh. and i don't know what the measurement is and i don't know how much so i think the lights are only going to be on when i got people in the room for the right. most part they'll be off um so it'll be very minimal and maybe for an hour or two maybe three times a year like when people come over i just right. i don't think i'll be doing it that much just because of that risk i don't want to risk destroying my action figures because of led lights right Oh, I did. Um, speaking of just, just, yeah, right now we're maintaining our, our collections. I did pick up some of the, um, uh, the stands, the, the acrylic steppers or whatever from yeah. uh, Amazon and added that. It's funny how a nice little piece of acrylic makes your collection that much better. Yeah. It kind of elevates it. Museum quality. Yeah. It did. You know, I added, I got a couple of different, I think I got like six and, uh, 12 of them so i'm gonna slowly keep adding them because they're only like one one set i bought was like 13 bucks the other set was like 15 so i think i'm like once a month i'll order some and just kind of add them in so you're gonna put them back where your legos are and create yeah i already there. did that that's where i oh, threw okay. them in that's what you're talking about yeah i threw some in my legos i threw some in my galactic hero prototypes i threw some in my micro collection stuff like the box micro collection stuff, I elevated it a little bit and you're able to put the ships up underneath them. Um, yeah. So I have to probably throw some more in the micro collection uh, once I get some more. Awesome sauce. Yeah. Cause you, I guess you could put two together and put a big play set on it and put the pe people underneath it. Yeah. We'll see. It'll look nice. Yeah. now it's party time in jason's house yeah it's kind of i'm playing with the lights right now and the lights are changing colors faster than i intended i thought it would be like a smoother transition than this because it's just going straight from red to green to blue yeah it's pretty to white, fast to yellow see mine will wow come on slow down i don't know if you can get it to slow down it's fading they're strobing I don't want strobes. Oh well. See, mine will do that. With yours. <laughs> yeah, mine will do that too, but it's not. See, it'll do like a, but yeah, do a heartbeat and all kinds of crazy stuff. But yeah, it's I, like a haunted house kind of effect with that strobe light. Yeah. Oh well. Riveting, riveting podcasting. Yeah, the other thing that kind of concerned me installing the lights, you have the ability to like connect it through Bluetooth nice and, and so i was going to try that but then it started saying we want to connect to every device on this network i'm like what i just want to turn the lights on with my phone i don't want some company that i'm not aware of what they are who they are where they're from connecting to every device in my house i just want to turn lights on with my phone right so i'm like i'm out forget it the remote's fine yeah oh we do have a, a little bit of, of sad news to to announce Okay. Bet, Betty White passed. Betty White passed away. I was at the store yesterday. I was trying to look something up on my phone and 
news popped up and it said Betty White passed. So I was like, oh no, I had to look it up for sure. So yeah, 99. Almost, almost to 100. But somebody did some math and said if you <laughs> discount the leap year, she makes it past 100 by seven days. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad. Yep. Oh, and our, our buddy, uh, Josh Jumel, I just see it right now. Well, it's, it was announced last night, but he's going to be king of Bacchus this year. Josh Marty Jumel Cobb. from yeah. Transformers? Josh Jumel from Cobb. Oh, shit. Never mind. That's not who I thought it was. Never mind. I get it? him and Timothy Olaf confused. Uh, Oliphant. Oliphant confused because he looks Cut just me. like him. They do. They look similar. Well, never mind then. I thought it was Cobb Vant. I was like, wow, Cobb Vant's going to be King of Bacchus, but it's not Cobb Vant. Yeah, it's the dude from Transformers. Ah. He he was married to Fergie for a while, too. Oh, yeah. He's also the one that beat out. There was like a a male modeling show. Uh Uh-huh. I don't remember what it was exactly, but it was the same year that he got first place and Ashton Kutcher got second place. He beat Ashton Kutcher in the modeling. This is before they were stars, too. It's yeah, those are funny when that happens when they pop in the like Star Search and it's Beyonce. Right. <laughs> Years ago. Years ago. <laughs> like when she was 12. But yeah, it was kind of a slow week in Star Wars, um, unrelated to the Book of Boba Fett. I mean, there's not much. I mean, I hit a couple Walmarts. There's a lot of Lando General Black Series peg warming. There's a lot of vintage collection Lando peg warming. Uh-huh. And I think in both cases that those Landos were double packed. So there was quite a few of those. I did hit one target that had Ara Singh, Black Series, Tac Black Series. Z- uh what's his name? Zero from the Mandalorian, that robot. Yeah. Android. He was there, but I already had them. Tick. Tick. <laughs> So yeah, you want to get into it? Do you want to give our do you want to give our impressions or do you want to do a, a the synopsis and then the impressions? We can do either way. I, I mean, we can do this. Let's do this synopsis. Okay. And that way we don't frame the conversation with I didn't like it. If if that's the case. All right. Let's do the synopsis. So all right. So the wait synopsis or um play by play. Play, whichever however oh. you play, play by place i was trying to make it sound cool when i said synopsis but okay sorry um play so, by play. yeah we'll be talking spoilers full spoilers for the book of boba fett so if you haven't seen chapter one a stranger in a strange land uh this is the way <laughs> <laughs> bye bye listen to us when uh when you finish the episode uh, and we're back <laughs> I just got a pop-up for installing the update to Flash. And I'm like, why do we still have Flash? Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. Because you tried up. loading your lights on your phone, and it's like, we need Flash. Right. <sighs> and so we go back to the book of Boba Fett. Chapter 1, A Stranger in a Strange Land, directed by Robert Rodriguez and written by John Favreau. Yes. Uh, we open on Jabba's palace where we see some very familiar imagery before we turn to a back to pod and Boba Fett is there recovering from 
I guess, years of, of wear and tear. However, I think this is Brian Emery that pointed out in our Facebook group. We saw Boba be a badass in The Mandalorian and, and didn't need to recover. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Anyways, we do see a flashback of Kamino in the aftermath from the arena battle from Attack of the Clones. So I guess that's a Daniel Logan cameo. I, I think so. But I would I would say it's a Logan cameo, even though it's from like 20 years ago. But then we cut to the belly of the Sarlacc, which I guess is still alive because we kind of hear a thump, thump, thump in the background, mm-hmm. almost like a heartbeat. Um, but when we kind of cut to the top again, the tentacles are down. So I wasn't sure like what was going on. Maybe the Sarlacc is weakened and, and ready to die. Um, but there's a stormtrooper down there and Boba uses the stormtrooper. It would have been cool at this point to see like a week way or two kind of hanging <laughs> out down there, but I mean, well, we don't know least, how, how. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no do it. Do it. Do it, do it. Or no, I, well, yeah, more. Well, I was, or at least our skeletons, as I was going to say, but yeah, I think we don't know how long point. they've been down there. It could have been that. So the stormtroopers body was pretty like the armor itself was pretty beat up. Right. And the acid from the belly had kind of tore through some of the armor. But since he's got Beskar, I don't think uh, Boba Fett has suffered the same fate yet. Yeah. I was kind of curious how a, a stormtrooper was down there, but apparently. Uh, so I read something that, um, that they were saying, well, maybe Jabba didn't like the Empire, you know, or some there was some other stuff that happened with Jabba and the Empire. So that's why the like Empire is kind of not uh, messing with Jabba. And he threw a few stormtroopers down there. I like that. And I didn't know that the stormtroopers had breathing devices in their uh, helmets. I would imagine so, because there's that one shot in A New Hope where they're kind of standing outside the, the Death Star watching oh. the Millennium Falcon get pulled in. Okay. Or I figure they would be in like a, a force field or something. Yeah. Who knows? But apparently they do. Yeah. Accept the new canon and move on. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, John Favreau. Uh, And we see a flamethrower that Boba has on his arm uh, used to burn a hole in the side of the Sarlacc. And then he crawls out of his belly exhausted. And he's covered in slime and sand. And that makes perfect deco for another another action figure. figure. I, I do have something to say about this. Uh, I, I, it was uneventful for me. Uh, I think they probably could have almost made a whole episode out of Bubba ex- escaping the Scarlet Pit, or expanded it, you know, at least through the whole episode. But I, 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 I kind of throw it in the same vein as the uh, Kessel Run and Solo because you you imagine this for years, you know, 20, 30 years, 30, 40 years sometimes, and it's over in two minutes. Yeah, let's uh, sprin- I guess let's sprinkle in our opinion as we go here because I kind of felt like it was okay. Yeah, that's pretty much how I imagined it. Yeah. Oh, I I'm thought good. it was. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was fine the way they did it, but they could have made it last about fifteen minutes longer. It was yeah, it was anticlimactic because it's basically what we all assumed that he had flamethrowers, that he's got all these little gadgets in his arms, and somehow he got his way out of the belly. Yeah. But I did kind of like that. It, it felt like there was a throwback when his arm popped out of the sand. 
because I, I have seen like that t-shirt so or maybe like evil dead or something it was yeah. uh it felt like that was a throwback to something i also like that it's a like a direct sequel to something we've seen in return of the jedi and not just a sequel like the force awakens in that sense but like days after the thing that we've watched for 40 years you know it's like a a, a direct sequel to the sarlacc aftermath right and i love that i love no. seeing the wreckage i love yeah, seeing I it, the sarlacc again it was a cool i mean all in all i was happy with it you did not see i don't remember seeing like the head of the sarlacc was we have no, seen... like I said, the tentacles were kind of flopped down. Okay, they weren't moving. Maybe the maybe the sarlacc was sleeping because it knew there was nothing up there to to be fed to. Okay, nothing was feeding it, so it's like I'm not going to waste my time with the tentacles. Who knows? Boba Fett could have killed it. I don't know. But yeah, Boba gets out, and uh, the 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 sail barge is there. It's not smoking, so I would assume it's I don't know, maybe a week later, if that. Yeah. Boba Fett is pretty beat up because we see a sand crawler come out and they strip Boba of his armor and they knock him out as he kind of tries to get awake. Um, and so he's we, we see his face and he's pretty scarred up, like third degree burn kind of scarred up. And then we meet a new tri tribe of sand people who are dress dressed differently than anything we've ever seen before. They're not just... Uh, cookie cutter they they have different personalities and different wardrobes and there's one that's kind of got dreadlocks but they're not dreadlocks but they are we've got one that's kind of a chieftain um they capture boba fett they put him in ropes and they drag him back uh all their banthas were single single file they're walking back to their their camp on banthas and boba fett at one point gets tired and is dragged behind um from there, we, we cut to the title screen and we see uh, the Book of Boba Fett logo come up on screen. And then Boba is being prodded by a little child Tuscan and more kids come in and they taunt him. And the chieftain kind of looks on and, and doesn't do anything to interrupt the action. One of my first things I saw when I saw these Tuscans was their huts were different than what we saw in Attack of the Clones. Yeah. So, I don't know. And... The uh, because they when the when the sand people find Boba, it's in a sandstorm. That's all happening during a sandstorm. Yeah. So do they make that sandstorm deleted scene canon now, or or you know what? Where does that fall into the timeline? How how long I, does the sandstorm normally last? Yeah, I would I would assume not the same sandstorm just because cell barge was not smoking. And so I would assume that Lando and Han and Luke, they just got off world as soon as they could. I don't think they would hang out for a week. Right. But that's my assumption. So. And you know what happens when you assume. Yep. I'm right. <laughs> um, there's a jump and we're at night. One of the dog creatures, which is a massive uh, from Attack of the Clones. We've seen it in Attack of the Clones and on previous episodes of The Mandalorian. It's kind of watching Boba Fett. There's now a Rodian prisoner there as well. Boba tries cutting himself free, and the dog creature approaches the Massif. Boba kind of knocks it out with his hands, with his elbows, and he uses the creature's teeth to saw the, the rope, and he breaks free. 
Um, Boba offers to cut the bonds of the Rodian, and the Rodian sounds an alarm. Boba runs into the darkness, trying to get away from the camp, but the Tuscans chased after him. Boba did have an opportunity to kill the child um, before he runs, because the child Tuscan comes running out, but he doesn't. Instead, uh, he takes off. And then the adult Tuscans track him down, and they pit him against the, the one with the dreadlocks. Um, again, kind of making him feel like a predator from the movie Predator. Okay. Um, uh, but Boba loses and is knocked out. What'd you think of that scene? I thought that scene was cool. Um, it was there to get another side of, of the Stand Trooper, the Stand Trooper, same people that we're not, we've never seen before. I, yeah. I like, I really dug seeing the the chieftain and, and the um, hierarchy of the Sand People. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And, like and it, that. you know, it, I felt kind of bad for Boba because all he had was a stick. But maybe that's what he learned that not help people or, you know, because the Rodney, 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 and whatever, the Greedo looking guy, you know, he tried helping him and he just sounds an alarm. And, you know, right. it kind of falls through the whole episode, which we'll get to in a minute. How he tries saving him, but the guy does, I guess, doesn't want to be saved. Right. Um, so after he's knocked out, Fennec wakes him up in the modern timeline. And by modern, I mean the Mandalorian timeline, what, two or three years later. Far, we're not exactly sure how many years later. Right. But it is some somewhere in that range. And he looks much better than we last saw him. He doesn't have that third degree burns. He does have some scarring, but it's not as bad. So that back to pod is definitely healing him. Yeah. Uh, Boba comments, the dreams are back. I can, yeah. Um, I dig how they're going to do the flashbacks. If that's the way they're going to do flashbacks in this episode, in this season, that's a good way to do it. Cause you'll know when he's in BACTA, it's going to be a flashback. Yes. And I meant, and I, I kind of took that to mean that the character is facing something similar to the, to before. So he had dreams at one point, then he lost them because he found himself again. Mm -hmm. Now he's back in this new role that he hasn't been to. He's not a bounty hunter anymore. He's stripped down in both situations. He's not himself, and he's building himself back up. Yeah. So that's where I think a stranger in a strange land comes in because the title of the, this episode, because he's a stranger in the sense that he's not a bounty hunter anymore. He's lost in the desert. He's a prisoner to Tuscans. And then in the modern timeline, he's a stranger because he's assumed a role that he's never held before. He's never held, a, as far as we know, he's never held a, a role of power. He's always been a gun for hire. And, um, and so he's a stranger in that sense that he's never held this position of power before. I just want to know if they're going to name all these all these episodes after Iron Maiden songs. No. Because <laughs> that's the first thing I thought of when I heard that. I was like, I, I, the Iron Maiden song came to my head. No, I thought it was a very Western-y title. I think that, yeah, you're real right. Um, and then the, the, I thought the music... It does. It, it, they're carrying over the whole Mandalorian feel to this, see to this episode or this uh, show. Yeah, the title itself, the main theme, has been composed by the same composer of the Mandalorian, Ludwig. Right. I'm not going to attempt his name out of memory, um, but it was the music was conducted by someone else. Okay, but it had the so same he, feel to it. Yeah, so he wrote the music, but somebody else conducted it, kind of like. In Solo, John Williams wrote a 
theme for Harrison uh, for Harrison for, for Han Solo, but uh, John John Powell directed it or uh, composed it and, and conducted it. Gotcha. Uh, so moving on, Boba Fett gets suited up, and I have to say that I'm really digging his deco. Yes. Um, you know he's modern. He's black. The jumpsuit's black underneath. He's got his darker green armor and i like the highlight of the burnt orange on his um knee pads and his uh shoulder pads i don't know they're not pads but the armor shoulder armor um i'm really digging that what do you think about that change i do like it i because i'm i'm i like black and i think it's just a different feel it's i dig this setup more than i do his original armor just because it's black it's a different i don't even know if it's a flight suit on this guy i think it's all the the robes or whatever yeah that he still has left over. Um, but yeah, I really dig this, this setup, this, this Boba Fett deco. Uh, we cut to the throne room and Boba's accepting tributes from people under him. We first see the torture droid from return of the Jedi voiced by Matt Barry, who I know from, he's from uh, uh, shadows, what we do in the shadows, the TV show, uh-huh. but he also did the voice of bubbles in the first SpongeBob square, second SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Um, he's just got a great voice, and I'm glad that they brought him back for that torture droid, who we've never heard speak before. So that's a very cool nod to the original trilogy. Yeah. We do see a transdosian, uh, Doc Strassi, voiced by the director, Robert Rodriguez, the director of this episode. Um, Boba comments that he once worked for Doc, so it's a, a weird relationship. It's kind of horrifying that they brought that Wookiee pelt Oh, was Boba that a Wookiee pelt? Oh. Yeah, that's a Wookiee pelt, and that's—I mean—they're sentient creatures, so that's almost like bringing some, like someone human skin, as a gift. Right. So that's pretty horrible. But I, I get a sense that everybody in the scene is playing Boba, uh huh, um, for a fool, and they're just kind of appeasing him until matters are settled and they can move on to their life before Boba Fett took over. I don't know what. Do you, what, what is your read on everybody coming in there? maybe a little bit uh i know that well the mayor definitely he felt like yeah the the mayor's henchman which was played by there's a guy i forgot what the guy's name is but i I immediately recognized the the actor and i really hope they bring that character back because that guy had a lot of potential um yeah but uh, yeah i kind of maybe uh, it seems like they are kind of going, especially with what happens later on in the in the episode. It does feel like they're they're trying to just test him, and, and it would have been cool as shit to see like somebody die at that moment. But Boba Fett's trying to be cool and not be an asshole, and I think that's going to get him in trouble. Yeah, the character's name is Mokshays. I think I heard that right. Mokshays. Okay, is the mayor's major. Dymo. I'll go with that. Yeah, second in charge. I think Bib Fortuna was the same thing. He was a Dymo to Jabba the Hutt. So it's kind of like the person, like a maybe like a chief of staff kind of situation. Gotcha. Handling things. And so the mayor kind of slights Boba Fett by not showing up and sending this person instead. Um, and to t- turn the tables, this guy's asking Boba Fett for a, uh, um, a tribute, which... I mean, signals that there's a power struggle here 
nobody's really taking Boba Fett that seriously. And I'll get to why I think that might be after this whole wrap up. I have a theory. All right. Based on some clues, context clues, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, so then the Gamorrean guards come out. There's two of them. Uh, and uh, we, I struggle with these Gamorrean guards because they have such a distinct profile. Yeah. They're very padded and bulky. Um, and without that armor, they seem so thin to me. You mean like in shape thin? Yeah, in shape thin. Yeah, that it, I don't I don't get why they made that decision not to have armor on those guys. Especially now that they're kind of um, working for Boba Fett, I would assume that they would you know go back downstairs and get their armor or something. <laughs> they're having too big for the body because of it. Right. I don't get it. I don't, I don't like the look of the Nuno Gamori. I mean, I dug it. I dug it when they were in the fighting ring, but now yeah. they need to put the armor back on. Right. And so their heads seem too big for their bodies. I feel like it's all in scale. I'm sure they went back to Lucasfilm archives to, to find the original molds or something like that to get reference photos. But without the armor and the padding, it just seemed a little too, too small, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, they kind of cut to Mos Espa where uh, we see the Boston Dynamic Dogs make a cameo, which, do you know what those are? No. So there's Boston Dynamics as a company, I think it's owned by Google now, that made these oh, robot okay. dogs. Yeah. Kinda, you kick it and it kind of compensates for the, the loss of momentum going forward. It's moved sideways, so it kind of regains its composure and then gets back on track. It's got cameras to kind of determine... If it's going uphill, I need to make this step, this step, and whatever the situation might be. So they made a cameo, which I liked, but at the same time, I mean, that's a little too real world for me. I don't want to see something, you know, like why why not just a Tesla vehicle show up or something like that? I don't, I don't know. I didn't like that cameo, I guess. It was cool, but at the same time, not needed. Gotcha. I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm like thinking I'm thinking now that I, you're overthinking it, Jason. Yeah, probably. Like, why not just have a regular droid or a new droid we've never seen before? Why why one of these? Anyways, whatever. Moving on. I mean, I thought it was a droid. I didn't realize what they were when I saw them. So maybe they're yeah. assuming that most people are just like, oh, well, new droid. Well, maybe I shouldn't be watching it then because <laughs> I know what it is. Now we go into an upscale establishment called the Sanctuary, where we see Max Rebo. Yes. I think. It has to be him, man. Why would it be him? He was on the sail barge, though. Well, he could have walked away. Or it would have been cool if they would have showed like some scars or something. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Why not add some scarring? I guess it's Max Rebo. Um, if it's not, then it's his cousin. You know? Yeah. Or maybe there's hope brother. That, yeah. Maybe there's hope Salacious Crumb survived. <laughs> we'll see. There's a Bith with them playing music. They're playing the Cantina theme from the original Star Wars movie, but it's a a, a remix of that. Um and there's also a uh, R5 playing drums in the background. Yeah, that was cool. And then one of my favorite cameos, Rex was there um from Star Tours. He was the dealer Dealing uh, p- poker or whatever I don't know, star, uh, whatever they're playing, right? Sabak, I, I don't know. They were playing some kind of card game. That I thought that was game. one of the like a really cool callback. That yeah. 
So it tickled me a lot to see Rex not animated, live action, on screen. Like, that was, I, I need that. Go yeah. ahead, Hasbro, repaint it. Go ahead, throw it out there. I need it. <laughs> um, we meet uh, Madame Garcel, I guess is her name, played by Jessica Beals, who runs the sanctuary. Again, I, I feel like Boba Fett's getting played in this situation. Things are happening too easily for him. He's just walking in, and they're just like, here you go. I feel like they're just buying time before something happens. Yeah. They, they may be waiting for the next guy to take over. They're just like, here's another asshole. If you get it, you know, pay him off. Um, um, I as, did. Go ahead. Because um, they were, they kept saying, you know, you should have been carried here. But I walk on my own two feet. So there was, there's sort of that thing where it's definitely a, a background. They're, they're setting it up to where Boba's just a normal guy. He doesn't want to be, you know, looked at as a, a ruler or whatever. He just wants to be like one of the guys, but he wants to be respected, but he's not going to show, he's not going to push his authority, I guess, right. or show his power like he should. I mean, that could also be like nobody respects him because he's not showing power. Yeah. Like you need to rule with fear. You can't rule with respect. And so we're not going to respect you. Right. I mean, there could be some of that at play. I'm not sure. If you're, if you're going to be nice, we're going to take advantage of you. Um, as Boba leaves the sanctuary, there is another Constable Zuvio cameo in the background. Who is that? that Constable that... Zuvio was one of the, um, he was released as 3.75 and he was also as a Black Series figure. Oh, the dude the with Force that... Awakens, the dude with the big saucer on his head. Yeah. And he's showed up in um, The Mandalorian a couple times and now he's showing up in uh, the, the um, Book of Boba Fett. And I, I just think it's funny because... He, he's getting used. He was such a joke. He was a peg warmer for the longest time. Right. I and mean, we're talking years, like Last Jedi, you could walk into the store and still find Constable Zuvio hanging out in, on store shelves. So that's cool. He's um he's showing up still. So that's that's a nice inside joke. It always makes me laugh when he shows up. And you know they're doing it on purpose. Of course they are. Of course, because he's a peg warmer. And I did see... Uh, this past week, there was a live stream on the Vintage Collection Facebook page with um, Steve Evans, who was once the brand manager or design director or marketing person for um, the Star Wars team. And, and he did say one of the first sketches he got from The Force Awakens was Constable Zuvio. And they were saying, you know, he's going to be a police officer of sorts, a constable of Jakku or the desert planet. It didn't have a name. And so he's like, oh, this is really cool character design. And they got into production of Constable Zuvio kind of right away. But yeah, he's kind of <laughs> fizzled out. His scenes were cut. I think he's like in the movie for four frames. And so it's just funny to see him get pulled back into things. Yeah. I forgot to mention that. I There was like 16 people live on the, the live stream for that Vintage Collection Facebook group. Uh -huh. when they were talking to steve evans so steve didn't he's on marvel now he's not on star wars anymore he's kind of moved off it but he was talking about that first Haslab, which was the sail barge and how it was always a joke that they can't put the sail barge into into retail but um they've they invented the Haslab to kind of see if they can they can do it um they also asked for photos of people's sail barges and so he saw mine and he left like the the rebel symbol that I had over the sail barge. So 
It was cool. Anyways, back to Boba. Awesome. So you said Sorry there was that. only 16 or people in that live chat? One yeah, six? it was Ugh. 16 people. Um, but they also did it like at 4 o'clock on a Wednesday, so people are at work. Yeah. It might it might have been just, you know, that's when Steve was available. Right. But it was still cool because I did ask him, you know, like what were some of the lessons learned from the sail barge? Because I'm obviously not going to ask about the Rancor. He did say, you know, the the TIE fighter that was the Black Series TIE fighter, uh-huh. it kind of failed at retail because of its size. There's not the shelf space. There's the, the price of it. And so they learned from that that they need to stick to the figures. Yeah. So I would assume going forward because of the failure of this X-Wing and the failure of the Rancor, they're going to stick to the figures and maybe the special sets. We're probably going to get the uh, Cantina ban at some point, but I think that's what they're going to be doing now, from now on with the Black Series. Yeah, makes sense. But I did ask him about lessons learned from the HasLab um, cell barge, and he did comment that um, they they realized how important tiers are, so everything after that has had a tier. Yeah. Every HasLab after that has had tiers. Um, and then the uh, the fear of missing out at the end. So people, yes, I want that. They jump on it. They buy it. And then towards the middle of the campaign, everything dip, dips down. And, and then at the last minute, everyone's like, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to miss out on this. I got to jump in and, and buy into this Kickstarter. And that's pretty much how things go. So, And then also international shipping. They, they realize that they have to figure that out too. So yeah. Anyways, back to Book of Boba. I'm sorry for that detour. It's all good, man. All good. All because of Constable Zuvio. <laughs> that damn character. Uh, Boba Fett has jumped. Uh, he collected a bunch of coins from the sanctuary, and he drops that. Uh, a bunch of Jawas and people on the streets kind of pick through that stuff while a gang in red jump Boba Fett with ray shields, and they have Boba and Fennec surrounded. Uh, these guys look a lot like Sub-Zero and, and Scorpion from Mortal Kombat, except they're wearing like a maroon color instead of the red and the, excuse me, the um, yellow and blue. Um, it's a good thing that uh, the, he accepted the help from the Gamorrean guards because they come to the rescue uh, with the ray shields. Every time Boba would try to step forward, these guys would knock him back and the Gamorreans come to the, to the rescue and save the day. And uh, Boba is weakened by the, the ensuing fight um, after defeating most of those guys. And he needs to go back to the back to pod, unlike what we saw in the and the tragedy from the Mandalorian. Um, I hate when they do stuff like that. The rules of one should carry over to the rules of the other. Right. Do you think that you could become addicted to Bacta? Um, if I think you could become addicted in the sense where people are obsessed with beauty and, and being young and getting plastic surgery and changing appearance and it's not good enough and not good enough. And so maybe that's what he is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's an interesting thought that I didn't think about. Or maybe he's, I'm just thinking about it now. Maybe he was just like, Oh, I got my ass kicked. And instead of healing or, you know, waiting a few hours and being better, he's like, I got to go in the back of the tank. Cause I can, you know, heal in minutes. Maybe. Or his body's not healing without, or more that his body's not healing without the back. Yeah. I don't know. It's possible. I just, I haven't thought about that. It's maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's the case. Um, But then Fennec goes, because Boba Fett's weakened, 
Uh, he's on the ground. He actually uses one of his rockets to just blow one up. One of the guys <laughs> that are climbing the building and trying to escape, he just lifts his arm and shoots a rocket and blows up half the building. I'm surprised Sorry, he didn't use his knee rocket. He should have used his knee rocket. But Yeah. Right. <laughs> but Fennec chases after them um, to bring one in the back, bring one back to the palace, probably to make him talk. Um, there's a big chase. And, and I thought this was very cinematic, the rooftop chase. It didn't yeah. feel closed off. It didn't feel like they were in the, what they call the void. The That's the void, right? The volume. Excuse volume, me, the volume. Yeah where they have the big screens. This felt like they were actually in Mos Espa chasing people down on rooftops. And I I think this is maybe one of my favorite scenes because Fennec really kicks butt here and oh, she yeah. ends up kicking one off the ceiling. Like, it was cool because one threw like a ninja star. <laughs> and, uh, and it was probably just a knife. And she kind of does a backflip and then just jumps off the building itself. And then she kind of cuts around the corner and, and flies up on top of the rooftop and cuts them off. And she uh, kicks one off the roof and he, she takes another one alive. Um, but that's kind of it for Fennec for this episode. Boba is thrown back into the back to pod and we are cut to another flashback. Before and you go I, back. I hope this doesn't. Yeah. But, um, did somebody grab his bucket? Did you see his bucket? Get grabbed. I'm sure they. I'm sure oh. they got it. I'm sure it's just one of those things. Yeah. Oh, look, we found it. All right, now go back to the flag. All right, what were you saying about the flashbacks? I felt that the modern timeline was more interesting than what's previously happened. Maybe because we know where he goes in the end. You know, we see him on that dune uh, with the um, the robes and the sniper rifle and the gaffy stick watching over, you know, the Mandalorian, like we know how it ends. So maybe that's part of the reason why I don't appreciate the, the flashbacks as much as the modern timeline, because the dramatic tension in a sense has been taken away. Uh-huh. I don't know. Are you digging it? I'm digging it. it, it Cause it kind of, it fills in both sides of the story because you're going to want to know how he got from point A to point B. Uh, in the story. And, and then that'll bring up a chance that you will see Cobb Vanth again. We'll see, maybe see some stuff that we're not supposed to see. Uh, you know, not, 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 not supposed to see, but stuff that'll fill in voids for us. I don't, I I'm digging it. I'm digging it because it, oh, crap. Because it could even bounce back to attack of the clones and back to Camino and stuff because they did hint with them showing Camino that it could bounce back that far, mm-hmm. which it would make for a hell of a story because I think everybody's wanting to know. I think, I think it'll um, fill in, like I was saying, I'll fill in a lot of spots and it could, it could bounce back all the way to Camino and then it could bounce back to clone wars. Even you never That's know. Yeah. We don't know. Which would be it's- awesome if they do it, because I think I really think, yeah, now that I'm talking it out, that's what I think they're going to do is it'll they'll they'll get him as a as a sand person and then it'll go to a totally different time area time era for him. We'll see. Um, so we jump back. So Boba gets back into the back of the pod. We have another flashback. He's captured again by the Tuscans because when we last saw him in this timeline, he was beat up and left out in the middle of the, the, the desert. The child Tuscan is untying Boba. 
The Brodian was voiced by Sam Witwer, who you know has done the voice of Darth Maul, who's the face of Starkiller and the Force Unleashed. Um, he takes him out into the desert. They travel to a homestead where a gang is terrorizing inhab- the inhabitant of this homestead. They leave graffiti on the walls. And there's questions about whose homestead this is in my mind because it looks awfully familiar. Yeah, I'm actually Wikipediaing it right now because it does oh. look it looks totally. That's what I thought of when I first saw it. I was like, is that the Lars homestead? But so I guess just, maybe Luke never went back during Return of the Jedi. I don't know. I mean, whenever I go back to Syracuse, I always drive by my old house. Wouldn't maybe Luke? Maybe maybe Luke is just kind of no attachments left it behind like a true jedi yeah i don't know is that too fan servicey if it is a lars homestead no because we're on tatooine yeah but out of all of the homesteads in the middle of the desert why do we have to go to that one i don't know and then when we go back on uh the rise of skywalker no one's living there maybe yeah, I don't know. I'm trying. I've been. I meant to look up the Lars Homestead on Rise of Skywalker to see if there was. No, you can't see those uh, J's that they left, or whatever that graffiti is. It's not there. Um, oh. I did like that. There's a new symbol, you know, in Star Wars. That's that's cool. Whenever yeah. you bring in something like that, but uh, yeah. So I'm gonna say it's the Lars Homestead until we're told it's not. Right. Which I, I, maybe too fan servicey to me. I, I I wish I could explain the 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 sentiment that I feel because I felt the same way when Cobb Vanth was riding Anakin's pod racer. Like that's a little too fan servicey for me, and this uh-huh. homestead is a little too fan servicey for me. But and DJ Rex dealing Sabak isn't. No, I, I, like I wish I could tell you why. <laughs> I or wish. Max Rebo playing piano. Maybe it's just too blatant of a wink. Uh-huh. Like, if you've never been to Star Wars, uh, Star Tours, you're not going to know who Rex is. Our, our, yeah, our Ogas. Yeah, you're not going to know Rex. Right. So, anyways. um, So, they go out into the sand, and they start digging for pods. And they kind of look like onions. um, But they're kind of like coconuts where they're filled with uh, liquid. They're filled with water. I don't know where they come from. I don't know why one would be farming for moisture if you've got these things in the ground and you probably have some machinery that could dig it out. I don't I had some questions there, but whatever. They start digging. The Rodian is lucky, finds one in a couple couple of minutes. Um Boba doesn't find anything. And then we kind of fade to some time has passed and the Rodians found another one Boba finds one he cracks it open he starts drinking it and in a power display the Tuscan child takes it and starts pouring it pouring it on the ground to feed it to the massive I really liked the part where Boba kind of whispers keep your snout closed and it can get us to Anchorhead to get us off world uh, Anchorhead obviously being um, referenced in A New Hope yeah. uh, the, I'm thinking the slave one is is parked there about that slave one must be parked in a uh in the anchor head so the rodian is digging and finds a scaly arm in the sand it's a, a creature a six-armed beast that kind of emerges um it looks a lot like a ray ray harryhausen movie 
Clash of the Titans. Um, what's the one? With yeah, the, it's Clash of the Titans. The, I don't know Kraken. what. The, yeah, the crack. Do you think that's a total throwback? I'm uh, sure it is. I like the design of this this character. Um, he's got to be what, like twelve feet tall. Yeah. Um, the kid Tuscan is uh, able to stab its foot, kind of injuring it. Boba takes a beating because um, he's still chained to the Rodian. So Boba picks the the, the creature picks up um, Boba with the chain and kind of like a punching bag, just punches the uh, Boba Fett, and Boba goes flying. It's very cool design work. I really like the face of this creature. I like the six arms. Um, Boba ch- takes the chain and chokes out the 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 creature. Very reminiscent of Leia killing yeah. Jabba the Hutt. I like the when all of a sudden when it starts moving and it uh walks on its back legs. So you've got yes. like it or it walks on four legs. Right. So it could stand on its hind legs and have four arms, or it can kind of fall down and use its the back two, the back two pairs to walk yeah. on, and then kind of like humans have the two upper hands to to do things with. Yeah, it was a cool. Yeah, that that, that character was a cool design, but it, it was one of those like why it was there, but I guess it it goes to the storyline, feeds the storyline. Yeah, Tatooine is not a a hospitable place. It just shows more of the danger. Uh, um, Uncle Ben, Uncle Ben, Pfft, is this Spider Man? <laughs> it's still <Uncle> oh. Owen. <laughs> um, just the dangers of Tatooine with uh, the great dragon, and then this creature and Tuscan Raiders, like and gangs and huts. Yeah, you know, it's a very dangerous planet to live on. Um, I, yeah, I really thought that was another crate dragon when they dug that thing out. I did too. I thought it was a small one. So I'm looking forward to Obi-Wan and seeing if, you know, we can expand on that a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, Boba is heroically standing on top of the carcass of this creature. The next thing we see is the child carrying the head back to camp and showing it off. Yeah. All the Tuscans are kind of crowding around him. And I think all the Tuscans believe that this child has killed the creature. Yeah. But then the chieftain kind of walks up and hands Boba some water. And by doing so, I think the chieftain realizes, you know, that kid is not capable of doing that. This it's Boba Fett that did that. Right. And so there's some respect given to him. Like he is a warrior. He didn't he lost in battle to the the Tuscan, but he won in battle against this creature. So there's more to this person than just one battle. Yeah, I think the only reason he got his butt kicked by that Tuscan is because he wasn't ready. He was dehydrated and you know, just it was beaten up and didn't have a chance to recover from the Sarlacc. So from there, they cut to the credits. And a lot of people probably dipped out after they showed the um, the the concept art used to create the episode like they did in The Mandalorian. But if you stayed longer, the Boba Fett theme kind of faded away. And the Crimson Dawn theme filled in the space. Uh, from Solo, a Star Wars story. It's it's the first kind of... Look at your face. The, <laughs> I didn't stay that the, long. <laughs> yes. You got to go back and listen to it. I could probably pull it up on my phone if you wanted to edit out, edit out a few minutes of me kind of scrim- scrolling through the uh, episode. But the Crimson Dawn does, does kind of come in mm-hmm. and uh, the theme uh, comes in a little bit. And so 
I think that's a hat tip to what we can expect for the rest of this season. Yeah. Um, my theory might be that Crimson Dawn came in and filled the vacuum, the power vacuum left by the huts. Um, but they left Bib Fortuna as a figurehead. Uh-huh. And so I think Crimson Dawn is still in charge. And Boba Fett has just stepped into a world that he doesn't have any control in. And he's in over his head that, and that's why everybody was kind of playing Boba Fett because they're like, you're, you're nothing. You're mind blown. Yeah. I don't, th- I don't think the people that jumped Boba Fett work for the mayor. I think they work for Crimson Dawn. They're enforcers. So oh my- I think. Tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> that's, that's what I think is going on. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think the huts turn power on Tatooine. I think, uh, or the structure, the hut structure, I should say, the the structure that Jabba the Hut set set up died with Jabba the Hut, and Crimson Dawn came in and set set a new kind of structure up, and just left Bid Fortuna because he knew everyone, he knew everybody in uh, Tatooine and Mos Espa. But I do think that everyone's playing Boba because they're just buying time until Crimson Dawn comes and, and takes care of Boba Fett. Right. Damn, I love that theory, dude. Because then you know we're going to see Kira. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for an Amelia Clark cameo. I'll lose my... I'll have to make sure I wear brown pants from now on. Because <laughs> I would love to see more of Solo. And right. to incorporate something like that into this would be uh, a dream come true. I'd rather have this than a Harrison Ford deepfake, to be honest. Right. I would hope so, man. I don't... I don't want to see a Harrison Ford deepfake. I like you, like we said last couple of episodes. If we're going to do that, bring the dude who played him in Solo back, and it would everybody would be cool with it. I think. Yeah, I think so too. But yeah, I think they're going to oh do, and then they bring Amelia Clark back. Then they well no, shit, never mind. What? I'm thinking Darth Maul could you come back, but Darth Maul's dead at this point. Yeah, Darth Maul's dead before A New Hope. No, yeah, right before A New Hope. Yeah, Ben Kenobi kills him. Maybe about eight years before. Yeah. I think Luke was about 10 in that episode, Twin Sons. Mm-hmm. And going back to the whole, I think the what you were saying about the Lars homestead, that is sort of holy land for us because when they do, whenever they show Luke in the Lars homestead and the Twin Sons, you have that French horn, the the that piece of music that plays in the background. And to me, that's like the iconic Star Wars music. I mean, other than yeah. the, the the themes, but you have that French horn playing that metal melody. And to me, that is a holy moment, not a holy moment, but you know, it's, it's a, it's a goosebumps moment for me. Yeah. 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 Without goosebumps this time, no. Yeah, <laughs> without the goosebumps, right? Because they're because there's no it French up. horn, right? So I think that's where Book of Boba Fett's going. I think we're going to see him where he left off as somebody who's earned the respect and can go on his own into the the desert to get his armor back and to get off world, and then we'll see him, him dealing with um, thinking he's in charge, but he's not in charge. I really dig that theory, dude. I dig that theory. 
So once you once you listen to it, and you don't even have to watch a lot of solo. If you just pop it in for five minutes, I think it plays over the um, intro. Uh huh. Um, I have it on my phone. Are you gonna dig it out, or you want me to dig it out? Yeah, I got it. So. All right. So all in all, what did you think of it? Um. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I just didn't think it was as spectacular as the first episodes of um, season one and season two of The Mandalorian. I guess I was expecting something more bigger. Right. And we didn't get that. So I kind of felt slighted a little bit, maybe, but it's still a good start. And I love the character and I love what they're doing. And I have trust in John Favreau. I'm going on this ride and we'll see what happens. That's sort of where I'm at. It- it didn't have um, the spectacularness because, like, with the first episode of Mandalorian, you had the Baby Yoda reveal, which kind of left everything at a cliffhanger. This one didn't have a cliffhanger to it. Uh, even though I enjoyed it, it wasn't a, oh, my God. I, I, I was talking to Chance at Second Chance yesterday, and I'm like, it's, it, it's got an oh, my God moment, but it's not a oh, my God moment. You know, as I was referring to him coming out the Sarlacc pit was, you know, it's an important part of the of the story, but it's not a yeah. baby Yoda reveal moment. Yeah. Uh, yep. And I, I have a feeling this whole episode, this season is going to be a slow burn. Judging by what happened there uh, on the first episode, but you it's never possible. know. But we had slow burn episodes in Mandalorian and then you had like something that was action packed the next episode. Yeah, I think we'll get there. I think. um because in the trailer, we saw a speeder bike chase. So yeah. that gang that we saw at the Lars Homestead for lack of a better location right now, we're just going to call it that. That gang we see in some sort of spe- speeder bike chase. And we also saw that lady from that last trailer on that blue Vespa looking speeder. Yeah. I'm not Which, sure. Well, she was in destruction. Like the, the town that she was in was destroyed. Yeah. And there's also a shot of what Boba and Fennec looking down into the rancor pit. Yeah. Judging from what we've been told, as far as what we've seen in the, in the trailers, I have a feeling we're going to see a lot more. We're going to see that dinner. We're going to see the girl. Um, and we're going to see that rancor pit scene. This next episode. Is that uh, hammerhead? There's an authority. Oh yeah. Is that the mayor? Maybe I really, what I'm hoping is we don't see Boba Fett doing a grand theft auto where he's walking to everybody to, Hey, I need my money. No, I don't think that's going to happen. I think uh, we've established that. And now everyone's going to be like, no, you gotta, you gotta go dude. Yeah. Here's the uh, theme. It's from solo, but every time, every time we see Crimson Dawn, this kind of comes on and this plays at the end of the book of Boba Fett. So that's from Solo, a Star Wars story. And that was in the book of Boba Fett. So you make the connection. Yeah. And Bob, Star Wars has always been tied to the music. It, it yeah. takes a lot of cues from the music. Right. You're not going to use the Empire theme if you're not going to show the Empire for, you know, like you're not going to use the, the Imperial March for Ewoks, you know, like. Right. There's purpose behind it. So 
I'm very interested based on that to see what's coming next. We got what six episodes left. Yeah. Is it and we're getting six or eight? There's seven episodes total. Oh, is there seven? Okay. Oh, that's a, why would they do an odd number? But whatever. I, I'm I, okay I, with it because to me that means that they're telling the story and they're not stretching things out more than they need to. Right. And then I I do have an interesting thought because I was talking to Chance yesterday. We got talking about other stuff, and he feels that Book of Boba is what Mandalorian was gonna be. But Lucasfilm said you can't do Boba Fett. So John Favreau said, we've already have all the background done. So let's just change it up a little bit and make a new character. And that's how we got Mandalorian. And now they brought Boba Fett back because Mandalorian was so big. They brought Boba Fett back. And now we're getting what we should have got two years ago. It's possible. I don't know if I subscribe to it, but it is entirely possible. I, I don't know. It's just a thought. And then I have it a is. feeling. I've also heard that in season four of The Mandalorian, they're changing the name. So we could yeah, get that com- too. We could get a combine a combination of these two C- of these two shows, which may be pretty cool. Book of Mambo. <laughs> maybe, maybe they'll change it to Book of Mando. I don't know. It'll we'll, be Mamba. Mamba. Boba. Mamba. Book of Mamba. Because you you know, there's no telling where Mandalorian's gonna go because you they've lost both Baby Yoda, you've got Bo Katan. And you got Mandalorian holding the dark saber, so they've got to settle all three of those storylines. Could be the book of uh, Bo-Katan. Oh, dude, that would be. I'd be cool with that too. You, hey, they could end up in Man on Mandalore in the fourth season, and I'd be that'd be awesome too. Just seeing Mandalore, the podcast of Bo-Katan, because <laughs> there is no book in Boba, as far as we know. Right. Anyways, it's it's probably life according to Boba. Maybe life according to <laughs> Bo. Have them all sitting on the couch, smiling with their helmets yeah. off. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, and this year we've got what Andor. We've got possibly Mando season three at the end of the year. We're not sure yet. Yeah. Uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, which is the thing I'm very excited about. Yeah. As mu- as much as is, I, I'm excited about Obi Wan as much as I was with uh, the movies. Yeah, Obi Wan's going to be cool. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to everything because I, I I really do think the end of the year we're going to get uh, season three Mandalorian because they're going to I think they're going to leave us on a cliffhanger in the book of Boba Fett that'll end up being tied up in in Mandalorian season three. And there was a rumor that Mando's cameo cameoing in Book of Boba. Why not? <laughs> why yeah. why not why bring not all of them that? back? Huh? Yeah, Cobb Vanth. Why not leverage them all back? Do you know they're going to show Cobb Vanth? They're going to—he's going to have to be there because they're going to have to show Boba Fett. If they don't show Timothy Olaf, there's going to be somebody in, in that armor from the back, or there's going to be somebody who looks re- a lot of like him, and you'll just see Boba from afar, like they did with the Homestead shot. Yeah, like Boba gets trapped, or he needs to get something, and he needs to call in the big guns, and that's when Mando and Cobb Vanth come into play. And both like he calls in Mando, and Mando's like, I got a guy who can help us with this, right? Yeah, you never know. Man, it's there's so much, there's so much, so many places they can go with this episode. And I do really dig what you said about Crimson Dawn 
owning everything. And uh, Bib Fortuna is just a background, you know, figurehead. And now that Boba Fett, they're like, you know, you're screwing everything up, Fett, and they're going to have to deal with them. Because Bib Fortuna was just so weak. Like, he's a snake. He doesn't have the ability. He doesn't have a backbone to to run an empire like that. But if he's a figurehead and just collecting money and getting fat off of it, then I could see that being more of a possibility. Yeah. And the way that Fett was able to just walk in there and shoot him, and now he's... that. Yeah, you know, that's always bugged me. That bugs me how he could just walk into that place and shoot Bib Fortuna, and now he's the ruler. Yeah. But maybe he knew a back door somewhere. And plus, like if Bib Fortuna was backed by Crimson Dawn, everyone's like, "Don't mess with Bib," because then you're going to be messing with Crimson Dawn. And if Boba Fett didn't know that, there's no need for protection. If you just assume you'll get in trouble with Crimson Dawn, right? So that's what I think is going on. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it's. it's, it's I can't wait, dude. It. And I'm excited because it is Boba Fett. I'm excited because it's more Star Wars content. I'm excited. I, I I know Marvel and Star Wars are two totally different entities, but then you look at the way that they wrapped up Hawkeye and what they've been doing. Hawkeye to me was was a really good show, and I think they're going to maybe end up doing the same thing with Hawkeye, where it's a slow burn, and then the last half, two and a half episode, or last episode and a half, they wrap everything up real fast. All of a sudden, it's like boom, it's over, mm-hmm. and that's what they're doing with Book of Boba. Yeah, awesome thoughts. Yeah, man. <laughs> we'll see where they do next week. We'll see what Iron Maiden song it's named next episode is named after. Uh, well, why don't you predict? Oh, dude, I don't know. I, I don't know Iron Maiden songs. <laughs> do they do Iron Man? No, that's that's uh, Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath. Maybe like somewhere in time, because if they're going to do Stranger in a Strange Land, hold on, let's let's look up. Why am I using my phone? Let me look up because Iron Maiden, Stranger in a Strange Land. Because <laughs> Stranger in a Strange Land is actually some, I think it's off of Somewhere in Time. It's okay, album, Somewhere in Time. All right, because that's off the album, Somewhere in Time. Uh, come on. I should know this because I, I used to do others called uh, wasted years, stranger in a strange land track listing. There we go. So caught somewhere in time, wasted years, sea of madness, heaven can wait. Loneliness of a long distance runner. They're not going to do that one. They already did stranger deja vu, Alexander the great. So those are the off of that. Alexander the great. Yeah. We're, we're going to go with Alexander the great for the next episode <laughs> title. Or maybe it'll be Boba the great or something. But, no, I mean, you got to think more Western. I would see like a fistful of credits or something like that would be more of a title yeah. than Alexander the Great. But I'll totally know. I mean, I think it'd be funny as a funny callback if they named them all Iron Maiden tunes or just went after like heavy metal songs. Yeah. Just in general. It'd be funny. Yeah, I guess we'll heavy see. Metal, I guess. So. We got like three more days. Oh, four. that's it. Yeah. Although, if you're listening to this episode, then it's just tomorrow. <laughs> Lucky you. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Did right, you watch it with the... your... Huh? What? Did, did you watch it with your family? I watched it with Harrison. Harrison, Harrison. and I watched it together. Yeah. I came home so, after work and watched it. So. What did he think? Did he enjoy it? Yeah, he liked it. Yeah, he likes all that stuff. So. Yeah. 
That's He's a, not a super fan like me, but he likes it. Yeah, that's about like my wife. She enjoyed it, but it's not like crazy. So what were you going to do? I was going to do the wrap up. Do it. Spiel now, written out, so I don't have to do it. it. So thank you for listening to the Smuggler's Galaxy podcast. If you could leave a like and review of the show anywhere you listen to your podcasts, Apple or Spotify is doing that now. We appreciate that. It helps people find us. Um, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, wherever you go on social media, subscribe, like, follow us. So you always know what's going on on Facebook and YouTube. We kind of post image, uh, a video at times, uh, previews of the show. So this week you'll see the the lights behind me. Um, so if you want to see that, go ahead and, and like yes. our Facebook page. Thank you to Alfonso Riviera for the Smuggler's Galaxy logo and Levi Waterhouse for the Smuggler's Galaxy music. Uh, be a positive force in the collecting community if at all possible. And this is the way. This is the way.